Hello, this is Renee, and welcome to my podcast. Please take a moment to visit my website at www.reneesjackson.com. Domestic violence is a crime and should be recognized as one. Not just in the month of October, but every day, every second, every year. I want to talk about if domestic violence is a part of mental anguish. I spoke with a young lady maybe two days ago who looked hurt. She had bags under her eyes. Too young to have something like that. But you could see she was stressed out and she was worried about something. But because I made a visit all of a sudden at a bank... To be honest with you, I went to this bank the first time and forgot my ID. <laughs> In fact, I forgot my whole purse. And I was like, oh, God, I got to go all the way back home and go get this. But instead, I went in the bank first to see if I could use a copy of my ID. And of course I couldn't. Not with the uh, service that I wanted to perform. So I went on and I left the bank. I talked to God, I went home, got my purse, and went back to the same bank that's maybe 20 minutes away from where I stayed. To me, it's like the best bank. So it didn't matter to me about the time it took me to get there. And that's when I saw this young lady that's in training. First time I've ever seen her in this bank. And I recognized, you know, the way her eyes were swollen, looked like uh, looked like she had been crying, but I didn't mention anything to her. She was just explaining to me about the length of time I had to wait to see a representative. And then she looks at me and she said, well, I'm that representative in training and I'm waiting on my boss and we can go to a, a, a cubicle and we can discuss what I needed done uh, there. But in the meantime, as she kept moving around me, she kept uh, coming to me, talking about a few things, how her training was. And I was explaining to her things can be hard at times, but with enough training, everything would be okay. We started talking about personal things. I mentioned my book. And I mentioned uh, Shirley about domestic violence. And she was happy about every book that I mentioned to her. But she went right back to domestic violence. And she asked me a question. And she said, does uh, domestic violence just means physical? And I looked straight at her and I said, no. I explained to her that when we suffer abuse, it can hurt us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Maybe even financially. If this person is taking all of your money, using it for himself and not even using it for you, your family, none of that. I had to explain to her what I went through. And I had told her because of my ex-husband cursing me out, putting me down, talking about me in vicious ways calling me out my name, always angry, saying that I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. In other words, he was perfect and everything about me was just totally wrong. And this person, my ex-husband, was trying to rip, just rip me to shreds. 
to the point where I was spineless. I couldn't say anything. I was put down. My head was always looking at the floor instead of being proud. And then God allowed me to remember who I was. And I stopped looking down. And I started using my voice. And the more times I used my voice to try to say what was wrong that he was doing to me, the more I got hit. It didn't stop me, though. I'm not asking anyone listening to me to do what I did. Like I said before, the things I've done, I know I should have been dead. But I was the type of person that's a fighter. And I felt like I didn't have to, wasn't supposed to fight the person that said that they loved me. The person that married me. The person I thought I would spend the rest of my life with. And then when we got married, things got worse instead of better. This young lady told me when it first started out with her and her mate, he was gentle, he was kind, he was treating her well, he was doing all kinds of nice things for her. But in the last few years, she said things have changed. And I'm not, and I'm not sure if, if it's because of COVID, which shouldn't be no excuse, because during the pandemic, this is the time to get closer together, not fight each other. You know, support one another and get past this. Especially when you say you love this person. And she said there are children involved. I told her, explained to her children, it's not their fault. Whatever y'all are fussing about or going through, it is not them children's fault. Please tell them that you love them. Please give them a hug and let them know that everything is going to be all right. Because if we don't, when they're young, as they get older, it's going to stay in their mind And then they're going to bring up some stuff when they get in those rebellious years. And you're going to wonder, where is this coming from? It's called past trauma. Been there, done that. Had to go through that with my kids now that they are grown. And it hurt me to realize that I was not only in a relationship that was hurting me. The effects of it was hurting my children, but they were quiet. They were scared and didn't want to speak or say anything because they didn't know. They were confused. So, yes, it can hurt mentally and emotionally. I went through this for years and didn't know why sometimes I would snap and didn't know why I was angry or upset or bothered. I asked God to take that out of me and I listened closely to what my children were saying and I just apologized to them because at that time I was not in the right frame of mind. I did a small skit years ago while I was in college because when I grew up we used to say sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and I felt proud saying that and found out later on that was not true words can last longer than physical pain because it's stuck in your mind and you can't get it out and you keep on thinking and and remembering everything over and over and over again that tried to destroy you from what somebody said. And guess what? These hurtful words don't just come from your significant other, your spouse. It could come from friends. Maybe even people that you don't know. They just got upset and said something to you that hurt you. It could come from people in leadership. People from ministry, people in the church, and it can affect you. 
and try to destroy your mind so you can't move forward, so you can't see what God has for you. I've been there. And sometimes I have to catch myself when somebody says something negative against me when I've done nothing to you. I said a long time ago, I wanted to sing for God. It took a long time for me to get there. And I wanted to sing for him. But I'm at this new church where they pick three people to sing and hush the spirit of the ones that truly wanted to. Because we didn't want to do it for show. We weren't trying to get it for accolades. We was just wanting to sing for the Lord and show him how grateful and thankful we are to him. And I had to stop that hurt and pain. And I'm like, God, I can't even sing for you. Not at this location. And I'm like, what kind of place am I? I mean, why am I here? And, and, and then people would tell you, girl, you only there to serve and praise the Lord. Don't worry about what them people saying. Don't worry about what them people doing. And I asked God for strength and I tried not to let it affect me. But we got bullies who are old. Yes, I said the word old. They're destroying the young people trying to come in and hear the word because of their traditions, because of the way they did this, the way they did that. Like God didn't give us new creative ideas to do something different than what you did 50 or 60 years ago. I'm saying that about me now because when I first joined church, I was like 33, 32 years old. I was young. Didn't know the Bible. Only people that I knew was maybe... On one hand, three or four people, aside for the pastor. And it was a daily process, a daily learning, a daily growth. And then when people started telling me the wrong thing, I picked up the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Ever since I've been with my abusive husband, I was reading the Bible. Especially when I joined this church and they gave me a Bible for free. I said, God, I need to know you. I need to know you on my own because people can tell me anything. And if I'm not knowledgeable of your word and who you are, I would be quick to believe whatever they tell me. Sometimes people don't give you the, the best advice. They don't try to let you know, hey, wait a minute, uh, this is not right. I feel kind of confused. When I go to someone in ministry that tells me straight out, um, I can't answer your question, Renee, that you asked me about the Bible, but I can go research it and look it up on uh, my, my iPad or my iPhone. And I'm thinking in my mind, what? This is something that I can look up for myself. But because I feel like you said you're anointed by God, you know God's word, you're teaching and you're preaching God's word. Shouldn't you already have an answer from God to tell me when I ask you a question about God and about his word? None of us are perfect. I understand that. I still can't get over in this world that people are still posting, talking about ministers have never been in a pandemic before. Pray for them. Okay, it's affecting their mind. You don't think it's affecting ours? We've never been in a pandemic before either. So what I'm trying to say without going back and forth on topic and off topic, words can hurt no matter really who it comes from. But it hurts the most 
when it comes from somebody that you love. Now you understand why I cling to God more? Why I hang on to him with every fiber of my being? Because he loves me. It's unconditional. I don't have to work for it. All I got to do is just have a communication with him, a talk with him, let him know how I'm feeling, cast my cares upon him while I can sleep at night. Because what affects our mind takes away our sleep, takes away our best effect on a job because we're so busy worrying about what happened and what was done and what was said to us and against us. How long are we going to stay in this that keeps hurting us, even when it's not physical? And then the worst thing about it is you get all of them. You are hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. All the above. Even financially. Because I've used a lot of my funds to help people that I love. And the last thing they wanted to do was help me in return. Your peace of mind is important. My children asked me one day, Mama, uh, uh, wouldn't you just rather be uh, rich and and um, have somebody in your life that you can have fun with and blah, 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 and all of this here? And I said, you know what I had to learn? It's okay to have money. It's okay to have a bar friend or to go out with people and have fun that you can have fun with without worrying or stressing. But the most important thing is that peace that passes all understanding that God gives us. When we can get in our bed and have no worries, no stress. God, I can't handle this. This is in your hands. I'm going to go to bed. But please help me with this. And then you get a good night's rest and he wakes you up the next morning. And sometimes without thinking about it, it'll come right back to your mind. So yes. Domestic violence can be mentally and emotional, spiritually, to affect everything about you that God created. So again, I'm going to tell you, pray to God. Get out safely. Let him guide you to that. Don't try to do what I said I've been doing. Only tell you this because I know I did. But I couldn't have done it without God. Keep on trusting him.